Hey everyone. I want to talk about the Monaco Grand Prix because to me that race was by far the most important race of the season so far. To me Monaco has always been like that. You don't realize it at the time, but you look back later in the year and you realize that the result was probably one of the most crucial of the entire season. I think the best example I can think of is back in 2007 when Fernando Alonso won and he was being chased down by Lewis Hamilton for the entire race. Hamilton was leading that race and I think it was a pit stop by McLaren which essentially swapped them round. Um, in that scenario the pit stop from Fernando Alonso was an overcut and that's important for later. But at the time, I think McLaren thought, well, Hamilton is the rookie in our team. Fernando is a two-time world champion. Of course, we're going to give him the, the favorable strategy. In the end, the effect of that, of that incident alongside others that came in the season was that Hamilton didn't win the championship and they lost to and McLaren, lost to Ferrari with Kimi Raikkonen. Of course, at the time, they wouldn't have known that Hamilton was going to be a title contender. They favoured Fernando Alonso because he was a reigning champion, because he was more senior. Um, Hamilton was the new person in the team. But ultimately, that was one of the reasons why McLaren did not win the world championship that year. And I think Monaco this year, in 2022, was another example of that. I think it could be a little bit detrimental to Red Bull winning the championship. And I know that seems a little bit strange now because they are currently first and third in the championship with, I think, three race wins in a row under their belt and a scrambling Ferrari. But you never know with a Formula One season. And I think Monaco, at the end of the year, I think we'll look back at this race and see that a lot of the decisions and outcomes of this race were extremely important to the outcome of the World Championship. We know that Monaco is all about strategy. That is essentially the only way you're going to win. I think despite the fact that you can't overtake, simply qualifying on pole is not enough. You need to have a good strategy and a good strategic team around you. That is what Red Bull had, and that is why Sergio Perez won the Monaco Grand Prix. I think we all thought and hoped, at least I did, that Charles would win. It's become a little bit of a bad luck track for Leclerc, despite it being his home race, because he's never finished. Partly through fault of his own, partly through uh, bad strategic decisions, but this year looked very positive. It's clear that Ferrari have a very good car. Red Bull seem to think that they have the best car, but for Monaco, it looked as though Ferrari had it in the bag. So what do you do if you're up against a better car that has qualified ahead of you in Monaco where you can't overtake? Well, you try and get them in the pits. Now, this was already an interesting scenario for the race on Sunday because it was raining. And because it was raining, they had to use intermediate and wet tyres, which meant that the mandatory pit stop was no longer mandatory. If they wanted to, they could have just stayed on those intermediate tyres for the entire race. And I think some people were really considering it. 
I was so disappointed with the Ferrari strategy in the Monaco Grand Prix because they had a perfect opportunity with both of their cars at the front to do an over and an undercut, pitting before and after one of the Red Bulls. That's all they had to do. And instead, I think they tried too hard to maybe keep Carlos Sainz happy. I know that he didn't want to pit at a certain time, but in the end, that decision lost them the race. But ultimately, I think the killer blow for Ferrari was not splitting their strategy. If you have a look at the different pit windows for Red Bull, you can see that they split Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen in between Carlos Sainz uh, later in the race. They did that, I think, for the final two pit stops. But after the track had dried a little bit, they split their strategy to cover off the last Ferrari of Carlos Sainz that kept Sergio Perez in front and meant that they won the race. And the reason I think this is such a key moment, such a key race, is because I think Red Bull have now, despite their genius strategy and despite their very good car that they clearly have, they've got themselves into a little bit of a hole. And I think Jos Verstappen knows it. Think back to Catalonia a few weeks ago when Sergio Perez was told to move aside and essentially gift Max Verstappen a win. Obviously, Red Bull don't want to upset Sergio Perez. He is a great, I'm going to say it, second driver to have. And clearly they want him to play that role, supporting Max Verstappen, clearing the way, getting those Ferraris back to P3, and then eventually allowing Max Verstappen to win. In all honesty, I think the only reason they didn't do that in Monaco was because Max couldn't get past Carlos Sainz. He was stuck in P3. Had he been driving behind Sergio Perez in P2 and Carlos behind him, I have no doubt that he would be on the radio saying, hey, I'm being slowed down, let me through again. Part of me also thinks that the strategy for Perez was more favourable towards him because of how frustrated he was after the Spanish Grand Prix. Monaco is the jewel in the Formula One crown. It's the most prestigious race that we have. So giving Sergio Perez the opportunity to win that, perhaps in a weekend when they didn't even think they would be up there, of course is a huge repayment for allowing Max Verstappen through in Barcelona. But what it's done is it's kept Sergio Perez in fighting distance of the world championship. After the race, Jos Verstappen said that the strategy for Red Bull essentially threw away 10 points for his son and that that has caused a bit of a problem for them now because they could have extended Max's lead over Charles. They haven't. Charles is now nine points behind Max when he could have been 19 points behind if he had won. Perez is just 15 points behind Max. After the race, it was announced that Perez received a new contract, nearly 10 million a year, I believe, including bonuses uh, for two years. So a 20 million euro contract. I believe this was already set in motion before his win because there were rumours that he was laughing with Christian, saying that he probably could have asked for more had he waited a little bit. I think they drew up that contract after the Spanish Grand Prix to ensure that they keep him happy. 
Now, Formula One contracts are interesting, and of course we know very little about them other than what we just hear from the drivers and online, but there are often terms and conditions around if you're you know, a second driver, for example, um, especially with things in regards to team orders. I wonder if there's a clause maybe in that contract where if Max is in P2, Checo's in P1, and if the team asks for it, to move aside and let Max through, that he has to be okay with that. About a third of that contract is bonus. And I think some of that bonus will come from allowing the team to win the world championship. They don't want to be in a situation like McLaren in 2007, where the inter-team fighting meant that they both lost the championship to Ferrari. I also wanted to talk about Daniel Ricciardo in this episode, but I don't think I've got enough time, to be honest. I think that he deserves more conversation in a future episode. But what I will say is that, again, Monaco showed us that he is really unhappy in that car, that McLaren is not suiting him at all. I think it's clear that Zach Brown is a big fan of Lando Norris. From what I've seen in videos and you know on Netflix and interviews, they have quite a, a father-son relationship, which is great for Lando. Um, I think that's why he got such a big deal at the start of the season. But for Daniel Ricciardo, it looks like another bad choice of team. And I think that this will be the end of him at McLaren. I think he will get another seat in the same way that Sergio Perez ended up moving to Red Bull. Ricardo is just too good a driver to let go. But I do wonder who will have a seat for Daniel Ricardo. All I know is that he is struggling and he seems to be in good spirits off the track, which is what we want to see. But we want to see him fighting as well. We want to see him back up the grid, fighting with the cars up front because we know he's good enough. In fact, he's won in Monaco. So going into Azerbaijan, Baku, it always tends to bring a fair bit of action because of how high speed it is. It is another street circuit, but I think the speed element will favor the Red Bull. So let's see. The main thing I'm going to be looking for is how are Red Bull going to favor Sergio Perez or Max Verstappen? Are they going to shift it? I think Jos Verstappen won't allow that to happen, especially because Max is the reigning world champion. And that is what I gathered from Monaco. But for now, it is race week and I'm very much looking forward to Baku. Until next time, thank you very much for tuning in.